0: Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Gloss Over Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Megan Whalen, makeup artist, entrepreneur, and beauty professional. Hey, everybody. This is Caroline Trudeau. I'm a
1: digital consultant, an entrepreneur, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. Today, Megan, I have a very, very important question for you. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Should I get Botox?
0: Ah. It's a good question. Yeah. So we touched on this on the Beauty Standards episode, which you all should check out. Um, everyone does say, you don't need that. You don't need that. Everyone tries to talk you out of it. Not everyone. Or most people.
1: really talk you into it. There's sort of two camps, That's right? That's
0: true. There's a there lot of people that I, the, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's
1: sort of becoming a topic and I'm sort of opening up about it, I guess at this moment, fully. Welcome. Fully open about it. And um, there's a lot of people that just say, oh, no big deal. You should totally do it. I'm having a party come to my house. Mm. All the way to, you don't need it. Well,
0: let's just be real. Nobody needs it. Nobody. I mean, I lived a long time without it. Full disclosure, I am I am a fan. I am a patient, a Botox patient. I do have some filler as well on my face. And I will say, I find that I embrace the ultimate irony of me standing in the grocery store, choosing non-GMO, organic, non-toxic, everything. Products. With Botox in my face. Right. That's pretty funny. But you know what? How do you reconcile that? I, do, let's talk I, about I, it. I I reconcile that with, that's just the duality of me. Like, if there's only a certain amount of chemicals that I'm willing to put in my body, like I'm vain enough to choose. <laughs> That the, the, they're gonna go in my face via an injectable, and I'll be healthy in other ways. Right,
1: <laughs> it's just you know, it's all gonna balance out in the end. I hope so. Do you know of any research, any studies, any anything about the long term effects of injecting these chemicals and these you know products into <sighs> your derma, essentially?
0: I probably should, but I don't. I will say though that certain th- like fillers are basically hyaluronic acid, which we use topically all of the time. So the only difference now is that we're using it to fill certain things, but Botox and filler, I should say are very different things, right? Botox is basically you're, um, paralyzing the muscle, which sounds all very serious and it can be, which is why you should probably not go to someone's house. Right. Party <laughs> and have Botox done. Um, Noted. because it basically stops very animated movement and expressive animated movement. Um, so so that the wrinkles correct. that the
1: right. contraction of these muscles create right. will be eliminated. So, for example, I
0: had in my forehead, obviously you can't see it, but there is a video of me getting Botox and filler on my YouTube channel. Um, if you go to flirtbeautycompany.com um, and you click on the blog the video will come up and there's the video so we can link it so y'all can watch it. If you've ever been curious, you can see it, but I had horizontal forehead lines. They were really very deep. It was like a washboard across my forehead. A lot of people didn't notice it. I noticed it in photographs. They were actually trapping makeup. Like mm, makeup was like sitting yeah. in them and it yeah. just, I'm a very expressive person. I'd raise my eyebrows and squinch up my I mean, I'm just really pretty expressive and it, because my brows also situated Very low on my eyes, I raise my eyebrows a lot to compensate for the lowness of my brow. So I went to one of the best plastic surgeons on planet Earth. She's Mm. local. She's a boss lady. She's here in Baltimore. Her name's Dr. Michelle Shermack. She's right in the Timonium Lutherville area. I will link her information also so you can check her out. She's got a fantastic website. All her information's there. Her credentials are crazy. She's definitely need the 411 on that. She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you she, look great. Thanks. And, yeah. she, and I, I explained to her, like, my brows are low. I'm lifting to compensate. So I would like to have, with the Botox, a little bit of lift of the brow. And then just, you know, sort of ironing that out. Because that's really crazy. And she was like, no problem. Done. Do
1: you think, though, that um, people are as aware of their facial expressions and the construction of their forehead, the ratio between their hairline and their eyeballs, like, as you are. Do you think that, or do you think that that's Heck no. be,
0: Yeah. Totally not. I mean, I, so I met my business partner in makeup school, and we still often talk about, like, the traumatic uh, time period when you're learning to measure people. Like, her forehead's huge, and you're like, what? Yeah. Really? Or, like, her eyes are too close together. Her eyes are too deep set. Her eyes are, you know, they protrude too much. Or, like, they, again... A standard of beauty is there's a there's a textbook. You should you the distance between this and this should be this much and da 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 and here's oh how to, here's how to fix it. So we all felt like you know like I had no idea grotesque gargoyles in right. makeup school because we're like girl I didn't know my eyes were too close together like it was just it was horrible it was horrible right it was a very scarring experience so no I don't think anyone knows People- you know not want you to measure me. <laughs> I want to know. Well, you used to pull rollers out and measure everything. It's not good for your brain Um, (laughs) or for your spirit. It's just not good at all. Um, So I reconcile it again with the fact that it was bothering me. I do see myself also probably more often than the average person again because of the content that I produce. It involves me and my face. You're in the mirror all the time. I am. And I don't necessarily you know, feel bad about it. I didn't do it for anyone. I didn't do it for my husband or really anyone. I just did it to feel better and I do feel better. Yeah. And as a result of that, I'm just happier and it's totally okay. It's again, it's not for everybody, but I also don't think there's any there's any harm in it. And I think a lot more people are doing it than are talking about it. And I think the good news is too is it's not permanent. So if you ever were to go and have it and experience it and you go, you know, the juice was really not worth the squeeze on this one. <laughs> Then you just don't do it again. Right. Because it can forever.
1: be pretty expensive, right? It so can like be. what should somebody like me budget? I'm not going to a party. I need to be with somebody that has your mm-hmm. amount of knowledge um in the context of you know what needs to happen in my face because I don't have that knowledge myself. Right. So I need to be educated, I need to be safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's oh. put that first, right? Yeah. I need to be safe, I need to be educated, Um, what should I budget?
0: Typically, Botox ranges, again, depending on a couple... Practitioners price it differently. So some will charge per unit, and then others will charge per area of treatment. So on average, your forehead would cost you, say, a, a forehead area. Generally speaking, would cost you anywhere from two hundred and fifty to six hundred and fifty to seven hundred dollars, depending on what you get done. Ouch! Depending on what you do, I had a very specific and kind of complicated request. I wanted a brow lift. I wanted these, my fine lines addressed, and I wanted the um, the forehead, the lines across my forehead. So I had a pretty tall order, and I went to a really excellent doctor. Right. Um, Her approach also is she recognizes that it's not a cheap date, and her recommendation is that you go once, and then you have a follow-up appointment probably three months later so that the muscle doesn't really have the opportunity to rebound from the treatment. Gotcha. And then you can prolong it. You can go out for like a year.
1: Okay. So So you're not doing
0: it every three months or anything.
1: Right. You're just going back for a three-month checkup. There might be a little
0: update. So basically, do it twice and then you can do it yearly. Okay. That's her, so, that's, that is Dr. Shermack's approach to it.
1: So you're sort of uh, embarking into a, if you like what you see, it's a long term commitment. Totally.
0: Yeah. Or, I mean, here's the thing I know a lot of people who just let it wear off. And, then they like, oh, it's time again. I can move my I can move my eyebrows. It's time to go back. Which is fine. I don't feel like I look frozen. I don't feel like I look all that much different. Right. I just can't emote. Like I, I can't make the goofy faces I make when I talk. And I make goofy faces apparently when I talk.
1: Well, that's why this is a podcast. Because
0: <laughs> I'm a fan for podcasting. <laughs> That's so funny. So again, I do think that it's, this is my, my thing is if it's in your budget and you are going to be able to pay your rent and your mortgage and keep your lights on and eat and pay for your car. if you're a really responsible adult and you can pay for it and it's in the budget, do it. And if it's well, not,
1: don't. Yeah. It would be incredibly irresponsible for me at this point <laughs> in my life to get into that. But, um, it is something that I have put some thought into and I, one point I that I'd even made a decision that I was going to do it and then it was just a matter of I think it was before I met you I was like I'm just gonna do it Mm -hmm. I might have even told my sister-in-law Mallory that you know I made a decision and it's gonna happen and I'm like gonna get on this like mission and then circumstances change financially sometimes and you know the story goes that um a lot of people you know just oh you don't need it so You know, um, I'm considering it again in the context of this conversation because you're a wealth of information and you're very experienced and you have, you know, resources, not only, not just from the financial perspective, but also from your knowledge and... You know your your contacts, your network, your yeah. your professionals, around, your team, your yeah. tribe. Because it takes
0: it takes a village. It to, does to village. keep this train. But you know, rolling. it
1: also makes me think as I'm you know pondering going back to work um, about sort of this this tipping point in a woman's career potentially where mm-hmm. uh, I mentor a lot of young uh, professionals who are really dying to be recognized for the experience that they bring. Um, you know, sometimes it's not like traditional, I've been in this business for 10 years, but it's untraditional experience that is, um, you know, related to, to some extracurricular or some entrepreneurial endeavors that they have on the side and they just look really young. Right. Um, and then this sort of desire as you become more experienced um, to look younger. Right. And I'm sort of finding myself, I think in like the murky metal, uh, I remember one of my old colleagues said to me, um, you know, you're so accomplished for for being a millennial. And, and you're like, wait, what? I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, well, that's really nice. He thinks I'm accomplished. Thank you. Um, but... I'm not a millennial, right. so what does this mean? Yeah, and you know I tend to overanalyze things a little bit. I'll let that one go, but it it has um, made me think about you know sort of what is the tipping point between having enough experience and looking young enough. And I
0: I have to say I don't I don't know that there. Well, of course, if there was that sweet spot where you looked you know perfect and you you're like your experience in life was reflected in how you look and you know you didn't look too young for the job and you definitely still looked really good and in your prime like i don't think that there is a perfect thing i don't think that there is a perfect spot no it's always going to be you rush it and wish you were more experienced and older and then when you get there you're like shit this isn't really You're like, should I have these wrinkles I want (laughs) to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back. And honestly, I have to say, I don't think that those wrinkles aged me, to be honest. Because I do feel like I look young for my age, but it's also because I take incredibly good care of my skin. Having an awesome forehead? Definitely. And if you want to (laughs) see again, if you want to see the procedure, just go to the website and you can check it out. But I will say too, a good practitioner will also... I had a very dear friend of mine who got married a a few years ago and she's probably... She was probably 44, 45 when she remarried, when she got married a couple of years ago. And she did have Botox done for her wedding. And she had it just done in strategic places. So she had her crow's feet. And she had that expressive lines on her face. But she had very deep furrow forehead um, lines when she was very I call expressive. Those yeah, the 11s. They're they're often re- frequently referred to as the 11s. Her 11s were pretty much frozen in time up to her hairline. I mean, it was it was intense, and so she had those areas treated, and she looked like a million dollars for the wedding, and then she'll probably never do it again. Yeah. So you know, you don't have to. It's you. It's not a do or die. It's not a tattoo. It's not. You know, it can be undone. Just. It's, I mean. Not, there's a million ways to do this. That's a really
1: good analogy. It's not a tattoo. It's not a tattoo. Because I got some bad one of those. you I mean, when I write lots <laughs> bad tattoos,
0: I love tattoos. Good, bad, or indifferent. All I mean, the tattoos just, are good. Yeah. It's
1: true. It's a really good analogy, though.
0: I mean, I tell people that in the makeup chair all the time. They're like, oh my God, my eyeliner. I'm like, dude, we'll just change it. Like, it's No big deal. Don't take it. It's going to go away. There's up. plenty of other things in your life that you should be taking seriously, like your spiritual development and your finances and you know, your soul retrieval and like there's other important things. Don't worry about your forehead.
1: All right. So I guess the lesson of this one for me is, well, first of all, I can't afford it, but (laughs) if you see me show up with a brand new forehead, (laughs) and if you see me show up without this crow's feet or this, uh, this goalpost, um, then you will know something real big has happened in my life.
0: I I really hate to say this, but I really don't think you need it.
1: (laughs) Like not gonna lie to you. That was so funny.
0: Well, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep okay. you too. But that was all, all right. really,
1: really good information. Mm-hmm. I just
0: had to get that
1: one out. You um, guys,
0: tweet us if you have any questions about Botox or anything else at Pod on the Twitter. Hit us up on that if you if you choose. And I would love
1: to hear uh, listeners' topics on Botox in general.
0: And have you had a bad experience?
1: oh! oh sure. I need
0: somebody to tell me what went wrong.
1: Yeah, so keep it coming on the tweets, and we'll um, catch you guys next time. Bye. The end.
0: Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us
1: to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at Gloss Pod and find us on the web at thevoicescollectioncom gloss over pod.